The views and opinion expressed in this podcast are those of the hosts and guests and do not necessarily reflect the views or positions of any entity or organizations. You are listening to the podcast, Tea and Talk, presented to inform, educate, inspire, and encourage meaningful conversations on Bahamian arts and culture. My name is Robert Bain, dancer, teacher, choreographer, and someone who believes in the preservation of all things Bahamian. I am sitting down with persons of like mind to discuss the Bahamian perspective on the arts and the Bahamian way. Now, let's welcome our guest. Welcome, welcome to another podcast of Tea and Talk. My name is Robert Bain, and this podcast is emanating from the Bahamas. It's emanating from an island of the Bahamas called Nassau. 21 by 7 miles. Of course, we are an archipelago of 700 islands. Yeah, 16 of them inhabited by, I guess, locals like myself. But of late, too, I've heard that there's 30. Uh, so I know persons have been buying islands in, in over the past couple of years. So I guess that makes up to 30. But we're a beautiful island. We're a beautiful country uh, where we just celebrated our 50th um, anniversary as an independent nation. Like I say, we're a beautiful island of beautiful people, and um, you're all invited to come down and pay us a visit. It's a beautiful day here in the Bahamas. It's really sunny, you know. It's 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 a beautiful day for the beach. Yeah, it's a beautiful day to beach. It's a beautiful day to just take a nice walk, a nice stroll. It's a beautiful. The weather's changing somewhat during the evenings, but it's it's awesome. Well, this podcast, need I say, why we became a podcast, how we got into existence. It, we, it was started to facilitate um, the artist to create a platform for persons like myself who spend years and years in, in the arts it was established to to help us to talk about the things that impedes our progress or makes us feel happy and at the end of this podcast it's our hope that everybody listening will be smarter for it yeah so I want to now go into a conversation um this is the second part, actually, of a conversation with Sarah Kroll, um, one of my students uh, who lives in California. And we are grateful to the magic of technology that allows us to communicate and to have this podcast. So the, the sense that black bodies, as they are, are valuable. So this is the positive side to me. Um, I think then there's a decolonization of our bodies mm -hmm. and our and our, our dancing, our music. Um, and I believe in those transitional times that there's a pendulum that swings. There you go. Mm -hmm. So if ballet is a representation of, of European culture that then colonized our bodies, yes. then it must be rejected for some time. 
until there's there's a reckoning until there's a there's an evening of like all things are valuable mm -hmm. if if because in the united states ballet and the symphony you know all of that stuff in terms of funding dance and dance companies and the ballet gets the bulk of the funding mm -hmm. right absolutely so yeah. even just that like in terms of value then we're valuing a european art form yes. more than african-based yes. art yeah. forms yeah. yes and so if you if that dichotomy exists if that inequity exists and there's an uprising in a global culture i mean even like when george floyd was killed was murdered hmm. by the police there was this global uprising yes, yes, against is. white supremacy yes. and against the colonization of our minds and our bodies yes. so to me the pendulum then is swinging and it it and like i said at destiny art center i was like and let us allow that pendulum to swing and then i feel like it's so interesting for me personally after the like after i released any kind of balletic movement from my art school mm -hmm. I felt like I could appreciate the art of ballet in a different way. Right. Yes. Okay. It's almost like to claim myself as an African person, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. as a, a person of African descent mm -hmm. um, and to say, I reject um, anything European, European in yes. my body and yes. in my mind. Yes. If I reject it, then I, then it's almost like okay now i can have some perspective right and i i can go oh now i can value the thing without it having power over me well put, you know sir. what i mean yes. like as a yes. gorgeous piece of art yeah as a beautiful art form yes rather than as an all-consuming you're not good because your body isn't a white body your leg can't do this or whatever rather than not just see it as this gorgeous art form yes yes absolutely that, that can be combined that can be a part of the canon of of art yeah, that exists absolutely. at our fingertips yes you know? well said that that is beautiful um uh, you know i had a i had a question put to me a couple of years ago i i was asked to come into the senate of the bahamas um, they were doing some um stuff on the uh culture in the bahamas and one of the questions that was asked um, <clears throat> it was asked by one of the senators was why don't um, we get more males into classical ballet alright and I tried as best that I could to respond now my answer was not as great as yours you know <laughs> um, things have changed over the years uh, uh, information has changed uh, so we have that people's um, uh, response or, or, or explanation has also changed because we are uh, the knowledge out there has made us richer, basically. So we have our vocabulary have changed some somewhat. But my explanation was not as great as yours, um, and I tried to to I said stuff like, "Well, you know, uh, if you want to talk about machismo, you know, Bahamian men have this thing; they're black men, and that was not a good enough information. That was not." <laughs> The answers that I gave, it was not. And the thing about it that you will have them, you will see, like for example, Ajankanu, you will have mm. a a a a group of men on Bay Street wearing tights, but you will not get them wearing tights on stage. Now I think they are they are mimicking the European 
um, mm. <clears throat> they're that part of her, right? The that European part of them, and so when it comes to that, as long as they have some control of that, they mimic it, and that's it. Um, right. And so I thought it was really interesting. I thought it was rather interesting, uh, but after that, they want nothing to do with it. Um, right. And uh, and I was like, wow! I never, I really never thought of that. Um, and the tights—that was one thing. They they rejected anything that was European. They didn't want it. They well, yeah, were... I mean, I, I taught a, a high school dance program for three years in San Francisco at a school called Lick Wimmerding. It was a very fancy private school. I mostly didn't teach those fancy space in those fancy spaces. I mostly taught kids that may never have gotten access to a really high quality arts program. Yes. Um, and that was Destiny Arts Center. But for a few years, I did teach at the school and they had access to everything. So every other year they did a musical and the dance teacher choreographed the musical. Well, I choreographed for West Side Story. That was the first show that I was there for. Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, how lucky am I, right? And talk about getting boys into dance. Um, well, there's so many guys in West Side Story and they do cool dance yeah. you know they're yeah, ja yeah it's jazzy yeah i'm like oh my background in jazz and ballet is coming in handy here yeah, yeah. you know so i could choreograph the boys section in a way that like was accessible to them that was that was exciting it was like about gangs you know like it so they didn't have to release like what you said that sort of machismo that like these are young men they're coming into their masculinity how do we how do we channel that testosterone in in a way that you know still is uplifting like and like i said you know how do we make them responsible citizens right yeah, yes responsible to their community in a good way to their to the to the land and to the people so i choreographed west side story and then all of a sudden the guys were like oh my god that was so much fun mm -hmm. I'm going to be in dance class now. And they came to my <laughs> dance classes and put their foot on the bar yes, and, yes, yes, you know, yes, did yes. all of the thing and did their plies and tendus and batmans and all of that. And, and eh, about a year later, they just sort of phased out. So then it was girls again, uh -huh. you know, because there wasn't any carrot. The carrot was yes, the choreography. The choreography, yes. Or yeah. West Side Story, mm -hmm. the story, the passion of yes, it, the, like, yes, the yes. very masculine. Yes nature of it. energy yes, of yeah, that yeah i mean and i mean i had a, uh my partner that that i did the dance company um i am productions and did the show portrait for of a girl from nowhere she had uh, a program at a middle school in oakland mostly black kids and she had 60 after school students at this public school in west oakland which is it's a impoverished space or it was at that point and gentrification has changed many <laughs> every, things in every, Oakland, everywhere. but everywhere. But um, she had 60 students in tights, leotards, high slippers. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the she got the boys. She had boys in tights. And these middle school kids. Mm -hmm. She The way she got the boys was she, she would set up mats after school and she would let them flip off the stage because they wanted to flip. Mm -hmm. They were into flipping. These kids could flip, but if they, but their care was, you can't flip unless you take the ballet class. 
Yeah, Don't we, you know they were doing the Nutcracker? I, I'm this. serious, right? You got yes, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I know, I know um, <clears throat> of a, a situation here in the Bahamas where a lot of the the, the male dancers back in the day in the 70s, um, and that it's uh, with the new breed dancers, uh, with Alex Zabane, and that that is how he got a lot of his male dancers uh, by teaching them martial arts, and <clears throat> you know, so we have to find them, uh, we have to meet them halfway. Um, I know when I went into a high school uh, one time ago, uh, teaching at a high school here in the Bahamas, uh, um, I had more males in the class than, than females. Actually, the, the males were the one that actually brought in the females. And at lunchtime, they were, you know, so it kind of worked. And those guys were fine. They didn't care what nobody thought about them and wearing ties, Mr. Bain, you know. But what I do with my males, too, is I, I allow them to just, uh, to just uh, be, basically. Allow them to just... Uh, um, I just stress the importance of certain things to them, and then eventually they 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 come over and they they will wear. Mr. Bain, should I wear a shorter tights or something? I go like, wear what you want, man. Wear what you want, you know. And as long as I have you, do some push-ups. Yeah, yeah, I I have you there, man. You know, and they come into the studio and they see all this stuff on the wall, and you know, so yeah. But it's very difficult right right now, and we have we're not exempted from it Uh, like any place else in the world. We are suffering from having um, male dancers. uh, <clears throat> you know, back then it was, you could have gotten a lot of male dancers. Well, not that many, but uh, males were interested. Now, in our days, it's it's kind of difficult. When you get a male dancer, you have a good thing, and uh, we try to hold them. I, I remember when I started dancing about, about 100 years ago, um, and <laughs> I walked into the studio, and I was the only male in my studio at the time, and my, my, my dance teacher, uh, Mrs. Allen, she said, Y'all treat him like a king, okay? Y'all treat him like a king, <laughs> you know, to make sure that I stay in, in that program. Which doesn't seem fair. Right. Yeah, no, but the, the thing is, is that because, you know, it's 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 like with my company, uh, like my dance company right now, um, we just finished a concert. <clears throat> and my pro- and like I say, there's a male problem. There's a, a deficit in males here. And uh, uh, males don't want to train. Um, they It's a problem sometimes. Um, but... Uh, Whenever I have a situation with, with the National Dance Company and there are no males around, I bring the males in from, from, from the United States because I cannot, I mean, if I think the males give a variety, it gives another kind of strength to a full concert. I mean, I can do a concert with, with all females, but that concert has to be designed that way. It has to be by, by design, you know, uh, or that's what we do, uh, or that's what we do, but... Uh, when we're trying to express uh, certain things that are African in nature, that represents uh, the diaspora, uh, uh, we need to have some male uh, in involvement. So once we we cannot find that, we have to bring it in, so that it so it, so it balances itself itself off. You know, so we're not we're not exempted from not having male dancers here in the Bahamas, um, sir. Um, how? We I did a podcast recently and um, and we talked about the integration of art and education. Um, I know at some point in time that was a big thing in America where and they try to take the arts out of the out of the classroom and stuff and people were just mm-hmm. just and the kids just lost their minds exactly. Like, it's like why are your kids so angry? It's like well you removed art. All the artists know we'll wait. Yeah. You know, tick, 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 tick. We'll tick. wait for you to figure it out. Yeah. And then there was an influx of of money that went into after school programs for kids in the arts and also having in school programming. And um, 
you know, here in California, Arnold Schwarzenegger was our governor mm -hmm. when that happened. You know, he wasn't my favorite governor, but he did, he was interested in having after school programs and arts programs. Mm -hmm. And so there's ebbs and flows of, you know, the value of the arts right. in mm -hmm. for young people. I think that, you know, here in the States, you know, like I said, ebbs and flows. And I think we're in an upturn in terms of people's understanding and appreciation of it. I actually ran or, or taught in a program called the Integrated Learning Specialist Program here in, um, in California, Northern California, where teachers who did visual and performing arts were trained to teach school teachers um, how to integrate dance and into visual arts and mm -hmm. performing arts into their lessons. And to me, you know, there were major ahas for the teachers because they kind of had been trained in a space of like STEM, you know, science and, um, and math. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, all right, how do we make this interesting for teachers? How do we give them an engaging, what I, I, I called it creating an engaging classroom culture. Mm -hmm. So what does that look like? What does it feel like? And how much more exciting it is for is it for you as an instructor, as a teacher, to have your kids happy and, and excited and interested in learning mm -hmm. rather than sitting there causing trouble? I mean, we're talking about the problem of getting boys and men into dance. Well, it's like we're, we're shoving their energy into a chair behind a desk all day long. <laughs> That's insane, it's you insane, know? Yeah. And so why would they want them to be, to do the movement that they love, they need to be in their bodies. I just, I'm just thinking of this for the first time. Why would they, after being stepped into a desk, want to go be disciplined doing their movement? Like, yeah. I want to just be free. Right. You know, I got all this energy that has been bottled all day long. And now you're going to try to like contain the very thing that makes me feel free. Yeah. And, you know, I'm not saying that dance is not a freedom. But I think that might have been like a piece of the psychology for those kids. It's like they're not getting enough movement and freedom in their bodies during their school day. Mm -hmm. And so that that was a lot of the work that I was doing was get kids up and moving. And I remember going to the school it was so stark. Um, I was there was a grant that was given and I was paid to go and take kids out of a fifth grade class, three different fifth grade classes fifth grade classes um, over the course of the week, just once a week for an hour. Mm -hmm. So one class was like, please come, they're driving me crazy, you know, and they, he had, the teacher had problems with discipline in this classroom. He wasn't a great disciplinarian. So I was doing, I did a piece called Respect and we did it to like, you know, Aretha Franklin's R-E-S-P-E-C-T, mm -hmm. you know, talking about what it means to respect. So I, I gave that sort of the theme in their dance for their performance. And then one class, they need to learn their times table. So I came up with a dance and a rap that helped them with their times table. And then another class, um, she was, they were very well behaved. The teacher was a good teacher, very disciplined. She was like, yeah, I, I don't think you should come once a week because that's too much of taking away from the curriculum. I said, fine. I mean, I'm going to get paid no matter what. So I'll come whenever you want. I said, but let me just, let's just see what they're like after they have, I think it was only 45 minute class. What are they like for you? What What do they go back to the class with? So I taught like a really strong, lots of sit-ups and push-ups and jumping, jumping and leaping and spinning and all of that. I taught very like a good rigorous class. Mm -hmm. And they would go back to their 
their academic classroom setting and they were as you might imagine because you understand an audience you probably get it too what were they like they were ready to learn ready to learn they were excited to be in their learning space because they had a, their their bodies were included mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know that's my obsession right now because i you know ran an art center for 30 years and now i'm doing consulting work with corporations and foundations um, and academic institutions and one of my goals is to bring movement into all spaces mm -hmm. and to also bring movement into movements for social justice because oftentimes we're really neck up and that's how's that working for us it's yeah. not working yeah right movement has got to be infused in everything Our, we have bodies well it helps you know, cognition so uh, movement the, yes yeah 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 it helps us learn it helps us mm -hmm. understand collaboration it helps us feel empowered and develop our self-esteem there's so many things that movement does and yeah dance does. we don't we don't we we're still having an issue with um getting the powers that be here in the bahamas to understand the importance of it i think <clears throat> their appreciation of it is very limited um mm -hmm. they don't see the 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 beautiful outcome that it could present in the in a learning environment you know, they see it as something on the side, you know, yeah. um, <clears throat> and we need to, to, we're, 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 one of the reasons for this program is to, to have, you know, my, my network, my people that I network with, uh, to come in and share so, uh, that people in the Bahamas, uh, uh, would learn about the experiences that other persons are experiencing because as a result of being involved with the arts um <clears throat> like i say with this program every time you listen to it you become smarter and so i hope the 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 politicians that be and whoever is responsible uh, doesn't um <clears throat> i mean it doesn't take very much you just need to listen to it uh just take take an hour well we do it in two parts um take 30 minutes and listen to it and you might learn something but um we have the same problem here I think there's so much aspect of the arts that people don't get. Um, we still trying to figure out how to get them to understand. Uh, we talk forever. We talk out until we talk forever. I'm I'm quite sure uh, somebody hears us out in space, but nobody cares. Um, <laughs> and so we we talk 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 talk, and we know it's not. Um, uh, it's making very little road. Um, but it, some they need to understand the importance of uh, the arts. I mean, that's what I do. I mean, everybody else does something. One, everybody else, there is a lawyer, a doctor, everybody. Else, but dance is equally important. I always say to people right. too, um, <clears throat> the arts have so many. Like I mentioned to somebody the other day, uh, there's a gentleman that actually expressed how he what art was to him, and uh, he talked about music and dance. And uh, he said it's superior learning. And so people mm. don't understand that concept. Um, it's Everything is just spread out so people don't have time to to listen and uh, they don't want to because it's, it's a lot. And so hopefully this program will be able to condense things and bring it into a fine point that you might want to listen and glean something from listening from it, you know. So... But that is. Yeah, I always say, like, like, pick a world. Like, what is a world like without art? What is listen, a world without, uh, like, that without is, dance? That, 
That is amazing. I've had that same thought. Miserable. Yes, I've had that same thought. I, I, I mean, I can say this to you too. I, I don't know if you and I mentioned this the, uh, the last time you and I spoke, but I, I I've always had this, um, this picture. Uh, actually, I, I, I remember mentioning it on Facebook once, and and somebody uh, mentioned like, say, God, I hope it never happens. But I said, I said to them, I said, can you imagine a world without the arts? And I've always had this thing of doing this commercial that says, can you remember? I mean, can you imagine a world without the arts? And so you have all these beautiful images of writers and and everybody that actually does things to make this world a beautiful place that we live in that people don't really give two toots about. But can you imagine? And then you have each one of those things just disappearing from the world and you have a big black spot for a couple of minutes. And then you have them coming back up. I didn't. I didn't think so. You know, because yeah, it's important. That's beautiful. Yeah. yeah, people don't. People don't get that, and uh, I don't understand why. But I guess because I am so all my life, I've been saturated with the arts and dance and everything that's creative. I'm. A, you are a creative being. I'm a creative being. So we are. Mm-hmm. We are. We are. High, we are very much invested in it, and um, and yeah. Uh, I mean, now I'm like, like I said, <clears> I'm working in corporate settings and with bankers, with, with, um, CEOs of big companies, and I'm bringing into facilitated settings movement. Mm-hmm. And I, and I don't call it dance at first because, mm-hmm. you know, God forbid, because it's sort of like, we've been taught, Oh, well, you know, that's other people that dance. Mm-hmm. And I mean, as African people, mm-hmm. dance is part of ceremony. It's part of, it's of, life. of everyday life. <laughs> yes. Right. And so, <clears throat> Like to me, the the fact that there's there's a misunderstanding that the dance is important is a denial of our very beings. Seriously. I mean, these are our bodies that express themselves in ways that that keep us thriving as a community, mm-hmm. right? And so I get like I do the most simple movement exercises with folks that are are very neck up the ones that make all of the decisions for us mm-hmm. as a society. Yes. And they're like blown away with these simple exercises that I would do with kids that are three years old. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. They're like, their minds are blown and they're connected to each other in a way that they didn't even imagine was they were allowed. It's almost been suppressed to the point of like, I'm not allowed to have body that I'm not allowed to be in this beautiful temple that was God given Mm -hmm. like this, like how do we not express our joy and, and our delight in being in these incredible God given temples. Yeah. It's amazing. That's to me what, what, what it's about. Like if I remember that over and over again, then I never get tired of, of teaching anyone who, and who may have like a block about, you know, the value of movement. It's like, Ah, but I understand it, and then I can give it as a gift. Yeah, you know, Sarah, um, what what um, encouragement uh, would would you give to the um, young people of the Bahamas, and also the persons like teachers who 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 are responsible for educating our generation, upcoming generation, and how you I know? I mean, for the Go ahead. Yeah, I mean, for the young people of the Bahamas, like know the richness and incredible gorgeousness of the culture 
that that is not so removed from Africa. I mean, you just come a, a few miles north to the United States, and we're ensconced in in a shutdown of the Africanness in our bodies, mm. in our cells. You know, there's there's a this gorgeous connection that Bahamian culture has to African culture that that is not removed, that is infused in Junkanoo. It's infused in the movement, the day-to-day -day movement and music of the culture. Mm. Like honor that, know that, feed it. Like stay with your body, stay, stay present to all elements of your being, mind, body, and spirit, mm. you know, as you decide what you want to be in the world. Yeah. Um, and, and don't give up on your body, mm -hmm. your body matters and the way that you express it matters. Yeah. The way that you move in your body matters, whatever it is, you know, give yourself an opportunity to dance, yeah. whatever type of dance you have. And for the teachers, the same thing. Remember that, that, that sweet effort of, of infusing arts into your lesson will bring so much joy to your students and to you. Like, like I want to say, remember why you teach, like what makes you passionate about teaching young people? And then remember to infuse that into every single moment, every lesson, you know, why not live fully a hundred percent with your heart wide open and your body connected. And to me, your heart being wide open requires that you get out of your seat and your movie body in any which way, you know, and if that means finding that young person who might be not that attentive in class um, and you're like, wait, that person, I think that person might be a dancer and honor that. Mm -hmm. It's so important to honor that and give it, give it attention, give it a voice, give it, give it training, give it connection and honor the teachers like Robert Bain, like you, who have spent, you know, decades uplifting the dance community in, in the Bahamas. Thank you for that. Thank you for being an influence on me and for being the, the person who, who um, held the place for me to then hold the place for, for thousands of young people in, in California. That's, that's awesome, Sarah. Sarah, we, we, we need to do this again. And, and, and see? My people, my people there are just so brilliant. They're smart and, and they have so much to, to, to give and so much we can learn from them. I am, uh, I am, um, I am flawed right now because uh, I've learned. Every time I talk to someone, I, I learn something. Um, and like I always said, I, I said to somebody the other day, you know, I'm a lifelong learner and um, I just need to know Amen. what's, I just need to know what's going on out there, <laughs> you know, always. <laughs> and so this puts us in touch with, uh, uh, helps to put us in touch um, with what's going on out there. But Sarah, this has been amazing and I hope we can, we can, um, we can sit and do this again. It's just, it's amazing. Technology is just amazing. Where are you in California? I'm here in the Bahamas, man. Uh, and we're having this. I know, it's very early in the morning for me. It's not as early for you. Yeah, how's the weather there, Sarah? It's actually um, in October in, California, in Northern California. It's stunning. It's always beautiful, beautiful here. We have like cool summers okay. and warm falls. So it's beautiful here. So I feel connected to you and that gorgeous weather. There and you go. 
again, just like so grateful to be in this space with you, Robert. And after 44 years a lot. of knowing each other and, influence, and your influence on me reverberates through my work always. I'm proud of you, man. I'm so excited I'm proud to be able you. to come down there. <laughs> well, we, we're, we're, we're hopefully next, uh, next, we have a program, a pro- uh, something that's, um, that we want to get done next year. And, we, and I would really, really, really want you to be a part of that. And, you know, um, people, are gonna be, people are going to be hearing about it um, shortly. Um, but we want to uh, see if we can do some things and involve some people that we feel that will be uh, a great asset to us in terms of uh, disseminating the kind of information and, and, and helping to, to paint the kind of picture that we want the, the world to see or our community to see um, here. But um, I am looking forward. I, 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 I can't wait. And uh, I also want to, before we signed off, um, uh, uh, I just want to mention the release of uh, my book that will be uh, released in November. It's called Profiles of uh, Bahamian Dance, uh, The Dance and the Dancers. And uh, it'll be, um, well, the information will be posted to Facebook and other sources uh, shortly. Um, so you'll know exactly uh, when things are happening. But it's a book that took a very long time to to put together, and so I would like to share that information um, with um, with the public and uh, any institution that wish to uh, you know get some copies. You know, Sarah, I love you, and uh, it's so good. It's so good to to to, to, to be talking to you, and uh, and we're gonna do this soon. Um, and, yeah. Uh, yeah. So you're listening to Tea and Talk, and this this uh, podcast is emanating from Nassau, Bahamas, one of the islands of the Commonwealth of the Bahamas, where we boast of 700 islands on it, and we are just we're just a beautiful country with beautiful people. You're listening to the podcast Tea and Talk. <laughs>